a parky in it. No wonder everyone believed it. It resulted in an estimated one million calls to the to the BBC switchboard. I thought you were going to say deaths. And I was like, <laughs> Why has no one reported this? It a paranormal entity that is a combination of negative spirits. Hello everyone, welcome to episode two of the Drip Podcast. Studio Ryan investigates paranormal with my team, Lozzie, Scott, Meyer and Bailey. So with this podcast, what we're going to do, because we think, hmm, five people might be a bit intense for a podcast, so we're going to cycle around, so it's going to be fresh pretty much every single episode, which is really, really fun. So yeah, uh, Bailey and Meyer are still involved, but they will be in future episodes. People will cycle out, people will cycle in, but everyone will come back continuously until we just perish. Until we become the very thing that we seek. Ghosts. Yeah? And so we'll still turn up. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, right. What we're we doing in today's episode, I thought we'd look into something I've wanted to look into for ages, 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 ages. That is the 1992 BBC mockumentary Ghost Watch. Now, Ghost Watch, first of all, have either of you two heard of it? I have, but I haven't seen it. What about but yourself, yeah, Scott? Yep, heard of it, no bits about it, haven't actually watched it, but understand the concept yeah well i remember i didn't see it in 1992 because i wasn't born but i do remember that i think there was like a a piece on it like you know like a a program talking about it because it was quite something when it came out basically it was a mockumentary ghost hunt and i think it was like a halloween spoof of crime watch could be completely wrong, but I believe right. it was a spoof of Crime Watch, which of course is a serious program where any crimes that have been committed, they're like, we're looking for this guy. If you have any information, please call us right now. And I believe they've they've solved many crimes using, you know, the public to to apprehend criminals. But they did this Halloween special uh, that was all about hunting ghosts finding ghosts documenting ghosts and at the very beginning of the program i believe it said this is fake but a lot of people missed that bit so they yeah. thought they were tuning into a see because or you know it was the it was the presenters of i believe crime watch but it, if it might if it's not if i've got if i've got it wrong about crime watch it was still like serious presenters and everyone was like oh holy shit this stuff is all real and a lot of people's belief systems went out of the window and a lot of people got very very scared so we're going to read all about that today i would love to show you some you may well see some if you're watching this on youtube obviously if you're listening to this on audio then you won't but and this is a very big but there might not be clips because the bbc are like copyright ferocious rabid hound dogs so yeah. I'll try my best, but at the very least, we're going to talk all about it, which is, which is going to be fun. But yeah, so this everything in this mockumentary was fake, but a lot of people missed the memo. And just before we get into it, did you know that this happened before? This happened not with ghosts, but it happened with aliens. 
What was it, Scott? Okay. I can see you nodding. Do you know what it was? I assume you're going to go about the War of the Worlds. The War of the Worlds. I think uh, this was in yes. like the 20s. And basically, they had a radio broadcast version of War of the Worlds where they had all like sound effects and stuff, and it was all really cool. And again, some people missed the memo that this is a story that we're telling you. And they honestly thought that in London or New York or wherever it's based, aliens were invading and aliens were destroying the planet. So, you know, these disclaimers at the start of programs and stuff are very, very important. Very yes. important. Because they can lead to, well, calamity, looting, all sorts of stuff. You know, you think the apocalypse has come, justice goes out of the window, you know? That's it. Imagine if it happened right now. Toilet roll right, would be just yeah. toilet roof. roll. That was the biggest thing. Like, we're not going to go into COVID, yeah, or <laughs> lockdown. But just what? Well, just as we're like, you know, just skimming the surface of all the fucking things, of all the things for people to go crazy about. Toilet roll, <laughs> absolutely exceptional. It just goes to show, like, I know in like ap- apocalypse films and stuff like i watched um world war z the other day you know and everyone's looting the the supermarket and stuff and getting what they need the only unbelievable bit is where the cop comes in and he picks up like a a a tub of sma baby milk powder solution and there's still like loads of cans on the on the shelves i just think that you know rather than taking one if there's a zombie apocalypse you'd probably just take the whole lot but um but yes, obviously, you know, when things go to shit, yes, we will go crazy in the supermarkets. But in reality, we just go crazy for toilet roll. Absolutely unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. But there you go. That is like, what is it, like Instagram versus reality type shit, isn't it? It really is. Um, but yeah, Ghostwatch, like I said, like I was saying, there was a program about this program that I'm sure they were very careful at the time. Probably had a banner going across the top that was like, this isn't real for fuck's sake. Don't be fooled again. But I remember watching it as a kid and it was fucking terrifying. It was very, very scary. How but old were you when you watched it? Probably about eight. I had a oh, TV right, in my bedroom, and it was just on. Weird flex. Yeah. Eight years mm-hmm. old. No, but it was, just, it was just to explain how I'm watching it unsupervised, you know, at such a young age. Ah, yeah. But, yeah, so fucking scary shit. Oh, talking to banners. Sorry, I forgot about this. Oh. oh. Wraith, the official partner. Use code DUTY for 20% off. Let's go. That's it. Wraith. Partner with Wraith, it's an energy powder. Scott's got the big shaker there. I've got the mini shakers right here. So what I've done is I've primed my mini shaker with 400 ml of water. Got one of the starter kits right here. I'm going to grab a random sachet. What is it? Cult Cola. I haven't tried this one. Scott, have you tried this one? I have. It's one of my top two. Oh, top two! Top that means two. it's number two. Because otherwise yeah. you'd say it's your favourite. <laughs> yeah. So it's number oh, two. Okay. But yeah, it's a, it's, it's, a great, it's a great energy drink. I really like it. It's, you know, it's it's not fizzy, so you don't get the gas. 
It's got amino nice. acids in it and stuff. I actually also use this when I'm at the gym as an intra-workout solution. Nice. But I just thought, do you know what? I like the product. Really tasty. Your brand is Wraith. That's a type of ghost. And I don't know if you've noticed, in some investigations, when it gets to about 2 in the morning, I'm basically asleep. So it just felt like the perfect combination. But look, I've got my sachet here, which, by the way, all the sachet arts are really cool. You just pour it in. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. The powder. Yes. There we go. And then you just put the, the lid on. It's got a little metal ball in there to assist with the shake. You make sure that the lid is on so you don't get it all over your computer. You get the ASMR shake on there. There you go. I mean, it doesn't look at it doesn't look great because it's cola. It looks like a it looks it looks like puddle water. Some puddle water can taste good. You don't know. Is is the cult cola flavour? Is that a particular coke kind of like cola flavour, or is it just is it just standard cola? As I understand it, it's cola bottle flavour. Not that was exactly nice. what I was about to say. It tastes like I, the I sweeties, cola the cola bottle sweeties. So there I we go. That's going to get me energised for the pod. Use code Duty for twenty percent off. We had a little chat. We were like. Let's make this work. Come on, let's give the people what they want. They want discounts. You're not going to get a better discount than that anywhere else. Code duty, 20% off. All right. But yeah, Lossie, I've got your starter pack here, mate. Um, I'll just need to get it to you. I should have just had it delivered straight to you. Do you want to know what sachets you've got? Yeah, go on and let me know. You have strawberry kiwi. Nice. Sour apple. Very nice one. Porn star. I believe like a porn star martini. Yes. Battle gum. That is bubble okay. gum. Bubble gum. Four mango. Okay. I think it's like a four man team. Because obviously there's also a bit of esports in there, a bit of gamer. Apple. Yeah. This is quite uh, relevant. Apple Calypse. Apocalypse. Apple Calypse. Nice. Nice. And the WTD. What's that? No idea. I haven't had that one, what? but yeah, enjoy. That stands for What the Duck. What the Duck. There we go. What the Duck. But there you go. They come in cool colours. I've got a purple one downstairs. We've got a few here. Uh, Scott has got a big, juicy orange one, was it? Was it orange? Red. Red. That's orange. orange. That's orange. Uh, it might be red in person. Okay. Ah, okay. In the it's comments, orange. is that red or orange? Let us know. Let's know. Be as Wraith. So yeah, use code duty for twenty percent off. Anyway, right. Let's get into the juice. Go. This is courtesy of Den of Geek, by the way. Thank you very much. Uh, so this is Ghost Watch, a classic piece of UK horror television. Also, guys, chime in whenever you like. Obviously, we're going to discuss this at length, and it's quite an interesting. I just thought it'd be an interesting kind of avenue to go down because obviously we're going to be talking about lots of paranormal stuff on this podcast but we're also going to talk about the fake stuff as well so like many who are old enough to remember halloween 1992 well none of us are but if you are in the comments let us know i watched ghost watch when it aired on bbc one and was just the right age poised somewhere between old enough to love it and young enough to believe it was real 
I was staying over at a friend's house and his mum had no problem letting us stay up late. Did anyone have a friend whose parents were just like, yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. At home, you've got a bedtime. You go to your mates, they're like, stay up till two. You can have some of our... Some of, I was, I was going to make a joke <laughs> about horse tranquilizer. It's inappropriate. That really is. Because we're just talking that's about some, staying up late. That's it. But you get my drift. There are some parents that are just like, do you want a WKD? Please, I'm six years old. You know? Have a wraith oh, instead. Oh, that's it. Have a wraith. No, drink responsibly. Right. Where are we at? Lost my place. Pod's fucked. That's it. Out there, that's it. Again. It's done. Um, so, yeah, no problems staying up late. We were giddy with excitement because we already loved all the things paranormal, supernatural, and the possibility of seeing actual real-life ghosts on actual real-life TV was irresistible. Never mind that it was billed quite clearly as a fictionalised drama, like a significant slice of the UK population, I conveniently missed the writer's credit at the start and bought into the conceit hook, line, and sinker. Conceit is a bit fucking strong, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit strong. Jesus. It also depends how, how long that was on screen for as well. If it was like two seconds. Yeah, it just flashes up. This, uh, this is fake. <laughs> yeah. it, I mean, it depends what it actually said as well. Because if it yeah. was just a credit for a writer... Let me see. A what lot of shows was... still have that. Uh, yeah, what's everything you're about to see is this true one. from the mind of this writer. What did it say? What did it say? I'm probably not going to be able to find this at all. We're now on Wikipedia. Um, the source. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. Did I have... Yeah, I Who was... Oh, I had Michael Parkinson, R.I.P. Yeah. It had fucking yeah. Parky in it. No wonder everyone believed it. They're like, oh, it's Parky. He doesn't fuck around, does he? No. I just want I to know. To, uh, Scott earlier, I had um, Craig Charles in it apparently as well. The uh, oh, Red Dwarf. Okay, Robot Wars. Yeah, Robot Red Wars. Takeshi's Castle. That's it. Nice. I'm slightly concerned here that there was a ghost watch behind the curtains that was released in 2013. Now I said I was about eight. Twenty oh, thirteen. No, I was about nineteen years old. <laughs> I may have got this very wrong. Now I reckon it was probably a program at some point, weren't there? Just sort of like being, listen, we fucked up. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself here, right? But just on the Wikipedia, it resulted in an estimated one million calls to the to the BBC switchboard. I thought you were going to say deaths. And I was like, <laughs> Why has no one reported this? It was the Ghost Watch genocide. Sick. Jesus. Um, I just want to... I don't think I'm going to be able to find it, guys. I'm just looking for... I just want to know what it said right at the start. But it's just not going to tell so, me, is it? The only thing I've managed to find is the BBC One voiceover man. Right. Uh, basically talking about the show with just the BBC logo on screen. And he basically <laughs> right. just says that it's it's a topic that's always blurred the line between fact and fiction, and now Michael Palin and Co are going to delve into it. Michael Palin, Michael Parkinson, even. That's what, that's, what they, that's what he said. That's what they said. That's what the thing I've just listened to said, and that is all I've managed to find as well. 
Yeah, so they might have um, they might have strayed the line a little bit there. Yeah, I just can't. It's one thing saying this: the following program is entirely fictional, and then there's another thing saying, well, this strayed the line between fact and re- or reality and and fiction. Enjoy. <laughs> well, a few days later, one of the presenters had to go on CBBC to tell the kids it wasn't real. They're like, listen. Stop sticking forks in plug sockets to get out of here. Please. <laughs> That's this is exactly insane. what Sane would do. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, we can't find the disclaimer, but I can. I, I assume it was just like, this is, you know, not real. <laughs> Listen, this isn't real. Then it just started. Right, okay. So, it was clearly billed as a fictional drama. But loads of people didn't see that bit. The premise involved a team of TV presenters, Michael Parkinson, Sarah Green, Mike Smith and Craig Charles, broadcasting live from a haunted house as they search for spooks. By using much-loved, trusted and family-friendly celebs like this, they gained the audience trust without even trying. Dirty bastards, eh? Which is, that is smart. It is. It is. Who would they use now? Obviously, yeah. I mean, Scope's out of the window, isn't he? He's, he's, I was going to oh. go for Holly Willoughby, but I think Holly Willoughby, I don't know. Of... It'd be one of the ghosts. Oh, it'd be <laughs> Ryland. Ryland, yeah, Ryland Clark. Yeah. Who was on Most Haunted Live from He was at the East Drive. Yeah. Uh, who, all right, okay. so, so, we'd have, so we've, got, we've got to make four people, right? So we've got Ryland, Ryland Clark. Is that a deck two people or one? We'll count them as one. Ant and yeah. Deck. Ant and Deck. Who else? Oh, what's, uh, who's the chick that does the football? Is it Gabby Logan? Mm. Yeah. Get Gabby Logan in there. I feel like you need someone older then just to add that sort of... Hmm. What about, what's his name? Amber. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. I mean, that's what would really sell you on it. It would. It would. Okay, so that that would be the 2023 version. So they're broadcasting live from a haunted house, right? And it does say live in quotation marks, so I'm guessing even that they were bullshit, and they're like, yeah, we're live, and they weren't. Pre-recorded. By using much love, yep, they they, they gained the trust, right? We blithely saw, don't know what blithely means, Parkinson and thought, well, he's not an actor, and he wouldn't lie to us. It must be real. And he earnestly reassured us we don't want to give anybody sleepless nights. Of course, this credulousness led to some very sleepless nights indeed. Not to mention a record number of viewer complaints, reports of the program causing everything from a suicide... Fucking hell! Causing everything from suicide to PTSD to demonic possession filled the newspapers for days afterwards. Well, first of all... That's tragic, and rest in peace to to the person that took took their life because of this program. PTSD and demonic demonic possession. They're like, well, we're faking it. And then meanwhile, in like Surrey, like I'm in the darkness, it's like, whoa, we've triggered something here. He's got the pentagram out. <laughs> That's it. He's uh, just calling the BBC. Yeah, my nan is floating. Can you sort this out, please? <laughs> Fucking hell. All the crosses of and Michael Parkinson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, cola bottle. 
Ghostwatch starts innocuously enough with the presenters exchanging vapid banter. Savage. And setting up a story that paranormal fans may recognise as being similar to the Enfield Poltergeist case. Ooh, maybe we'll do that in an episode very soon. Recently adapted less effectively, Savage, in The Conjuring 2. It's a good movie. Also, The Nun 2 coming soon. Not not an episode necessarily, I mean literally the film. Uh, Each of the celebs plays their role perfectly. The patronising presenter, Parkinson... The earnest on-the-spot reporter, Green. The flustered phone-in coordinator, Smith. And zany sidekick, Charles. There's a charmingly British ineptitude to it that not only lends realism, but also primes audiences to pay attention, waiting for it to inevitably go wrong. Bear in mind, this was an era before reality shows, and the most you could hope for in terms of televisual spontaneity... Who the fuck wrote this? Was that oh. someone broadcasting live would somehow mess up. There you go. As it goes on, Ghostwatch subtly asks viewers to question the reality of what they're seeing. There are screens within screens everywhere. Even those involved in the broadcast are often physically separated, communicating with each other through technology rather than real life. This sense of disconnection works with the more traditional horror techniques, callers ringing in with strange anecdotes, clips of anonymous blurry-faced people telling their own ghost stories to slowly build dread. I mean, from a, from like a ghost mockumentary standpoint, it sounds like a fucking masterpiece, I won't lie. Yeah, I mean, as you're reading that, all I am picturing is Most Haunted Live, which sounds almost scene for scene like uh ghost watch when did when did uh, most haunted start it must have it must have yeah i was gonna say it couldn't have been 2004 i think actually 2004 it, it very much sounds that they saw this and took the uh took the sort of entire layout of it and thought let's fucking have it mm. One caller suggests they've seen something lurking in the background in an earlier scene which is cleverly played back once with a shadowy figure standing there and once with nothing. Just to keep you doubting what you're seeing, planting that seeds of doubt ensures you're concentrating very hard on the detail, an act rewarded by not one but eight blink and you'll miss them sightings of the ghost. That's fucking cool. That's really cool. And I guess also because... It's live, but it's actually pre-recorded. Obviously, they can yeah. fuck with certain things, can't they? Yeah. So fucking cool. Of course, as a kid watching it at the time, I only noticed one of these, but it scared the life out of me. I remember literally jumping up and down on the sofa, screaming to my friend, It's real! You can't do that with a camera! You can't fake that! <laughs> While his mum casually did the ironing, rolled her eyes and told me quite calmly, that you could savage she's like can't fucking fake that never been in an editing suite you little twat even though it's 1992 creative cloud that's it that's it you're a mistake you gotta, you gotta be careful with kids man you know you, you, if you humiliate them you can fucking you can send them down a dark road it's that's quite it. random just a little detour. Popped into Pets at Home yesterday. Had to oh, get okay. some. Uh, <laughs> had to get some cat food before I went to a wedding, and uh, I was what in there. What wedding did you go? Uh, my <laughs> mate, I'm not taking the piss. My third cousin's wedding. 
Jesus. Yes. What'd you make on fucking 23 and me? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, my, my, nanny, uh, my, my nanny asked me to go uh, okay. with her as a plus one. So it was, so basically, my nanny is Mark, who was born three days after me, by the way, is Mark, who was getting married, great auntie. That makes Jesus. sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So basically, my dad's cousin's son. Yeah. And there I was, bigging it up. Um, but yeah, no, it was a nice day, very hot though. But anyway, I'm in Pets at Home, and this kid picks up a, toy, a, 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 a cat toy and says, Dad, can I have this? And the dad makes a point to basically humiliate this fucking oh, seven-year-old. No. Like, you got loads of toys at home. What do you need a fucking cat toy for? Put it back. You're not fucking having it. I just thought, mate, you have just started a fucking supervillain arc in the yeah. middle of a fucking queue in Pets at Home. Like, why have you done that? It was so unnecessary. All right, you can't have it. You don't need to fucking scream at him. You know what I mean? Humiliate him in front of everyone. So I'm just saying, right. be careful. Much like this woman saying, of course you can fake it, you stupid fucking twat. Now sit down and shut up before I put this iron on the back of your fucking head. Is how I there read that. It might not have happened. I, I might think be... that's <laughs> I'm reading between the lines. And I'm seeing so... the truth. But there we go. That that was my little my little detour there. Um, and I lost my place because that just that's yeah. it that's 25 minutes down the pan <laughs> um, where are we yep yeah so she said you, you can you can shut up right admittedly by the nerve jangling but wildly over the top climax even I realised it was a hoax but I'd loved every minute of being scared so much I didn't care I was shocked the next day to find not everyone had been so delighted that's very easy in our hyper-aware internet culture to wonder how on earth so many people could be fooled into thinking that something so obviously scripted was real. But this was a different time. In addition to not having access to as much information about things as we do now, there was, in general, a less questioning attitude to media and Ghostwatch is such a pitch-perfect satire of this. It asks dangerous questions of the viewer about what they're watching, why they're watching it, and whether they should believe it. And the answers aren't always pleasant. It plays into the TV addict's relationship with the normal transmission will be resumed shortly, message two. When everything falls apart in the same way an earlier Paul Daniels Halloween special did when the magician pretended to die in an Iron Maiden trap and transmission blacked out. We're eager for things to go wrong on live TV to prove it's real, but when they go too wrong and the transmission stops, it's a little too real and it becomes terrifying. Almost like severing our link with reality altogether and leaving us in literal darkness. I mean, I don't know how the fuck you read into that like that, but here we I are. I think there is. I think there is some truth in that, though. Um, I think because they've done like a little bit of research into this is like so away from paranormal, but it's like Formula One, right? There's like people who watch it to see if something goes wrong. So at the moment, you've just got the same person winning all the time. There's not a lot of crashes, but you see like a spike of viewership when there is a crash. Remember, we viewed quite a long time ago now yeah. on the Roman Apple Grosjean. The Roman Grosjean crash. That was like people were watching that yeah. so often. That was one of our best clips. 
Yeah, and the next few races we've got really good viewership because like, oh shit, it's dangerous. We all, all want to see if something yeah. dangerous happens there. So I think there is some truth to it, but yeah, yeah. it's it's a very weird human phenomenon just to think oh, I'm going to watch this because there might be some danger. Yeah, I also wouldn't be surprised if there's a a dip after literally the first corner. Because there's yeah. a, often a lot of crashes on the first corner, isn't there? Mm. That's, That's a, usually because all the cars like Constantine are up, bunch up. You've yeah. got more chance of hitting other people. Yeah. So, yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. And, I, yeah, that, that does make sense. I would just never have put, the, you know, I wouldn't have come away from watching Ghost Watch and then just got, like thought about that. But then like I, I watched some like movie critics and stuff who's the guy ryan hollinger he reviews like hot horror movies and stuff he's a he's an irish dude mate like you can tell he's got like a degree in media or something like because just the the fucking weird details he goes into and like the terminology oh, right. he uses and shit it's very impressive i find it very interesting but at the same time i understand like next to nothing that he's saying because like you know all the nuance of how this this fucking scene goes from the you know it's like what yeah it's crazy i appreciate it but i don't understand um my brain is too small uh so speaking of literal darkness the bbc buried ghostwatch deep into its archive and refused to rebroadcast or even talk about it for 10 years on account of the unprecedented number of complaints for some this helped build its legend those of us fortunate to catch it still spoke with awe about how frightening it was and those who'd missed it could only imagine the horror unless they were lucky enough to get hold of a taped off the telly bootleg there we go i mean you, you gotta be doing some serious things to be bootlegging a bbc program from 1992 in it i respect it though well, it's like um what was it inside number nine they did something similar didn't they it was like a live special but it wasn't live yeah. everyone thought it was live until or some shit along those lines such a weird tv show yeah great show though great show but yeah so what do we think what do we think about uh ghost watch eh? do you think it's very do you think because of you know well, I think, to be honest, I think the fact that there was a suicide um, means that nothing like it will be attempted again. Let alone yeah. all the, you know all the complaints it, and things. You say that. I'm sure there was something recently. Um, they did something on I want to say Channel Four or ITV, where they had Lee Mack hosting a game show, and it ended with a contestant. Oh yeah, didn't someone uh, die? Someone died within it, but then at the end they revealed it was all part of like a... I think that was something to do with Inside Number 9, you know? Possibly. Not the same thing I'm thinking of. What they did, if I'm, I could be butchering this right now, what they did, yeah, was they were doing like a live... Yeah, they were doing like a live episode thing, right? This isn't anything to do with the Lee Mack thing. This is a different one from a few years ago. And then what they did was it all went wrong, went wrong. So they then replayed an old episode. So you're watching this old episode thinking I've fucking seen this before. But then some scenes 
are like different because because it's actually new and it's all part of the thing. It was really fucking cool and scary. But um, but yeah, I remember hearing about that Lee Mac thing. Didn't someone's head explode or something? Yeah. So just having a quick look now. It was the fake episode they did this year of a fake quiz show called Three by Three by Three. Uh, filmed to look like the pilot of a new quiz show. <laughs> it was basically, they did like the entire show, but as it went on, uh, it just started getting slightly more outlandish. And then I think, like you say, by the end, somebody's head exploded. Explodes. Jeez. But again... I, I, don't know, I don't know if they ever actually revealed it was like a fake thing on the air. Jesus. But again, it's you know, it's like okay, we'll use Lee Mac. He's funny. People like him. We'll just do the game show as a game show for ages until people like buy into it. Yeah, that's fucking great. Yeah. So okay, so yeah. they are still doing stuff like it. That's it. You definitely wouldn't expect that from Lee Mac, would you? That's <laughs> it. No. no. <laughs> uh, right. So in the show, just back to Ghost Watch for a second. So the ghost. We're now on Wikipedia.org. <laughs> the film's fictional villainous spectre referred to by the children as pipes and credited simply as ghost is depicted as a merging of negative spiritual energies which parapsychologist dr pasco theorizes have been accumulating for years possibly back to prehistory what the fuck is prehistory i guess that's like before records began oh right okay also yeah We've got a lot of pissed off dinosaurs here. <laughs> its physical appearance mostly resembles that of a deceased child molester, Raymond Tunstall. They really went all out. Fucking hell. They were like, right, we're going to fucking. We're casting an undead Jimmy Savile as our main antagonist. Fucking hell. A fictional character who it is revealed by a phone caller, phone in caller killed himself at the haunted property sometime in the 1960s after himself being possessed by the entity. His eyes are missing and his face is badly mauled, owing to Tunstall locking himself up with his multiple pet cats prior to his suicide and the cats having gotten hungry in the week prior to the discovery of Tunstall's body. The entity also wears a black woman's dress, likely that of Baby Farmer, a child killer, Mother Seddons. Might have to look into that case. So he's wearing a black dress of a child killer. So they've gone right. We want a we want a undead child molester. Yeah. Is that not? Is that not the antagonist in the? Insidious. Insidious. Yeah, Insidious Two, I think. Yeah. And yet Jesus. they put it in Conjuring Two. In my head, sometimes the scenes get mixed because they've got the same mm-hmm. ma- uh, male lead, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. Okay. Um, it is suge- oh, by the way, Woman in Black. Can't wait. Seeing the theatre uh, well, version in January. Uh, I'm, I booked the tickets in like February, so it's gonna. it's been a long time coming. It's still many months away, but yeah, looking forward to it. Um, it is suggested that the character of Suzanne Early may become the next layer in the ghost spiritual makeup. That's quite interesting. Just as a, away from, you know, Ghost Watch, a paranormal entity that is a combination of negative spirits 
amalgamating into a ghost. A presence. Yeah. Oh, that's quite scary, that. Yeah. So she becomes the next layer in the ghost spiritual makeup. And in the final moments of the film... No. In the final moments of the film, the entity possesses television host Michael Parkinson. Fuck. Wow. Parky gets possessed live. Imagine he does an exorcist. Yeah. Where, you know where the priest is like, come into me, and then just fucking bolts out the window. Just fucking yeah. Parky just nosedives out of a fucking two-story building. He's got a live um, camera set up where he just hits the pavement. <laughs> oh dear duty for 20% off in May 2010 at a public screening of the film at the Invisible Dot in Camden director Leslie Manning revealed that she provided the voice of Pipes the ghost after the professional voice artist hired for the production could not accurately replicate the style of voice she intended yeah I do remember it having like a really creepy because that was what fucked me up was I was watching it and you heard like this weird, horrible voice, and it really scared me. But I was a hundred percent a child, so the fact that they buried this for ten years—I yeah. mean, uh, that, that has to be uh, well. To be fair, it could have been like two thousand and five, two thousand and six. Um, no, even two thousand three. Scary stuff. Ghostly depictions throughout the show. Program makers use many examples of allegedly paranormal phenomena. During the course of the program, there are many references to characters being allegedly possessed by a ghost who, whilst doing so, maniacally recites nursery rhymes. Fucking hell. It was just like, how fucking disturbing can we get? (laughs) Oh, man. That's one thing. There's something about nursery rhymes that are just not fun. Like, it's one thing if, if one day we're doing a ghost hunt and we see a ghost, right? That'll be scary. But if that fucking thing ring starts singing Ring and Ring of Roses, mate. Yeah. And it, it's the the link for, ch- like, children and shit, and we That's, like, the thing everyone just hates. Yeah. The fact that you hear a child's voice or a child's laugh or something. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Fucking disgusting disgusting this happens in a tape recording (laughs) of the eldest daughter suzanne later in a live section to the same character and eventually michael parkinson himself is seen to be possessed the show references temperature changes being linked to ghosts and claims to be monitoring the temperature in each room of the house to check for this mutilated household objects are shown which were purportedly analyzed by the army and found to have been subjected to rapid temperature change. In both alleged recordings and live segments of the show, we see objects moving on their own, of their own accord, which it is claimed is a result of poltergeist activity. Also, a perfectly round patch of water appears on the living room carpet. Parky had a piss! And animal scratch marks appear on Suzanne's face. Banging noises are intermittently heard during the climax of the show. At one point, the producers play on this by exposing Suzanne as the one causing the banging noises, creating a hoax within a hoax. Fucking hell, mate. These, these fuckers are playing 4D chess. They're just like, I mean, we're going genius. to convince the country. Oh, man. And they sold Suzanne out. What's she do wrong? <laughs> Fucking hell. 
So the patriarchy and all that, innit? Fuck's sake. Yeah, he didn't do it in the park, he did they? The uh, park creator no, that's a shit joke. <laughs> shit joke to make patriarchy and parky work. But I tried. <laughs> However, this later occurs when both girls are accounted for. Oh. So they hoaxed it and then they reversed our oh, mate. Near the end of the program, when a wind whips through the studio, the cups and plates brought in by Dr. Pasco as evidence of the poltergeist activity in the house begin to move on their own, and one cup falls onto the studio floor and smashes into pieces. I really want to watch this now. Watch it again. Yeah. I only watched like fucking two minutes when I was going to fucking shit myself. Although I the ghost of the story is only heard to speak through the voices of others... Yeah. Uh, we hear the disembodied sound of cats whenever phenomena are taking place. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, fuck that. So there we go. And like we say, there was a lot of um, controversy with the complaints, with the suicide. Apparently it was all over the tabloids for weeks. Oh, um, yeah, I can imagine, especially in the 90s, this would have been the story for weeks. Yeah. Psychological effects. Number of psychological effects were reported in Ghost Watchers Wake. 18 year old factory worker Martin Denham, who suffered from learning difficulties and had the mental age of 13, took his own life five days after the program aired. The family home had suffered with faulty central heating system, which had caused the pipes to knock. Denham linked this to the activity in the show, causing great worry. He left a suicide note reading, If there are ghosts, I will be with you at, always as a ghost that is fucking horrendous his mother That's and stepfather april and percy denham blamed the bbc they claimed that martin was hypnotized and obsessed by the program the broadcasting standards commission refused their complaint of course they fucking did along with 34 others as being outside their remit but the high court granted the denham's permission for a judicial review requiring the bsc to hear their complaint in its ruling the bsc stated that the bbc had a duty to do more than simply hint at the deception it was practicing on the audience. In Ghostwatch, there was a deliberate attempt to cultivate a sense of menace. They ruled that the program was excessively distressing and graphic, referring to scratches on the children and the reference to mutilated animals, and that it had aired too soon after 9pm watershed. They further stated that the presence in the program of presenters familiar with children's programs took some parents off guard in deciding whether their children could continue to view it. So yeah, I mean, fucking. If you really think about it all, they're fucking stupid, aren't they? To to do it, you know, the BBC, yeah. like fucking, you know, what were you thinking? The film's producers argued that Ghostwatch had aired during a drama slot. Shut up. That it was recognisable as fiction to a vast majority, and that running disclaimers or other announcements during the program would have ruined its effectiveness. What the effectiveness of coming across Bicep. as real? By saying that statement, they're contradicting themselves. In it, yeah. Like, we couldn't tell fake, people. So we didn't say it was fake, yeah. We couldn't tell people it was fake all the time, because then they'd know it wasn't fake. They also stated that had they anticipated the audience reaction, they would have made its fictional nature clearer. However, after the BSC ruling, they issued an apology. Simons and Silviera published a report in the British Medical Journal... In February 1994, describing two cases of Ghostwatch-induced post-traumatic stress disorder in children, both 10-year-old boys, they stated that these were the first reported cases of PTSD caused by a television program. Responses to the article 
described a further four cases in children aged between 11 and 14, as well as one case in an eight-year-old that stemmed from watching the pre-Watershed medical drama Casualty. What? <laughs> Didn't need well, that to be fair, No, to be fair, I can see that. Oh, yeah, casual- Casualty is a show. I, the thing I love about Casualty is at the start of every single show, they'll have like just a random character that you've never seen before. And they'll be like, I don't know, fucking fiddling with a gas boiler. And you just, it's literally Final Destination shit. The start of Casualty, yeah, every, every episode. episode. Yeah. And then it's just like the, the gas boiler explodes and a fucking pipe goes through their shoulder and then like fucking, you know, and then it starts. But, um, that's it. We're copyright struck for that. That's it. Straight out of the window. But anyway, apparently Casualty is as bad as fucking Ghostwatch. The respondents also noted the potential for similar reactions in elderly people. However, the conclusion of the article states the rapid resolution of the children's symptoms suggests that the children suffered a brief anxiety reaction to the television program, although they may have exhibited some of the features of post-traumatic stress disorder. This diagnosis in their cases is inappropriate. So it's basically, yeah, we might have fucked them up, but at the same time, you can't prove it, so go fuck yourself. It's like, okay, cool. No worries. The same BBC, the house Jimmy Savile. But anyway, that's not irrelevant. But it's Jeez. just not relevant to this case, we believe. So, we believe. Um, but yeah. Apparently in 2002, the British Film Institution did release it on VHS. So it's out there. Nice. It's, it's out, out there. there. I think yeah. it is on YouTube. I did have a quick look. Is it? Check your car boots. Check your car boots. But yeah. There's always there. There's going to be a guy in a duster selling it at a table with like five tapes on it. Yeah. So that goes on eBay for 20 quid, but you can have it for nine. Cheers, mate. And the thing is, he won't have the tapes actually in the the uh, packaging he'll have them in, inside the duster so if you want to purchase it <laughs> yeah. look at these wares <laughs> <laughs> oh. do you have any skooma but yeah that's Ghost Watch what a fucking trip Parky Ghost Watch by the way the DVD was a 12 a 12 12 a 12 I feel it with a DVD, you sort of know what you're getting. Yeah. So I guess you can... Depends how official they made it, though. Did they make it look but, like so it the case, It's just three of them on there, like, ooh. And it says, Archive Television Ghost Watch, and it just has the quote, we don't want to give anyone sleepless nights. That's literally it. That, that didn't work, did it? No. Fucking thousands of people. But yeah. There we go. That that is Ghostwatch, guys. Lee Mac tried to replicate it, the sick fuck. <laughs> but hopefully he failed. Um but yeah, this has been episode two of the Drip Podcast. Lozzie, Scott, thank you for joining me. Yeah. No worries. No worries. And uh yeah, what do you think? Have you seen Ghostwatch? I think we should definitely maybe we should find it give it a watch and then do a follow-up episode in a in, you know in a few episodes time yeah where we've watched it and be like whoa mm-hmm. the only thing i'm slightly i mean obviously we'll go into it knowing that it's definitely fake but it's like when I, i'm not obviously the exorcist came out in the 70s but like when i watched the exorcist for the first time because it was so dated it was like really 
But yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll find it. We'll find it. We'll give it a watch. And uh, yeah, that'll probably be a really cool episode, actually. But yeah, thank you guys. Shout out to Wraith. There's a link down below. But the main thing is you go on Wraith's website and if you want some energy drinks, type in Doody, D-U-D-E-Y, and you'll get yourself 20% off. All right? We'll see you very soon in another episode of the podcast, another investigation coming soon as well. Sweet one. Good.